Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and it's The Entrepreneurial You, the show for dedicated and passionate Caribbean entrepreneurs seeking daily inspiration, brought to you by author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur, Henneka Wakis-Porter. You must be prepared to ignite. It is time indeed for another episode of The Entrepreneurial You podcast, and I am your host, Henneka Wakis-Porter. I am the host, the creator, the producer, all that and more. And I want to welcome back all my listeners who have been tuning in frequently. So welcome back to you. And if this is your very first time, where have you been all this time, right? We have missed you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Now, last week, I had an interesting conversation with Ted uh, Clark, a businessman, entrepreneur, investor with several years, in fact, over four decades of experience as a senior executive in public and private equity-owned specialty chemicals company. And that was an interesting conversation because we really talked about the fact that you can win, uh, establish a winning global business through private equity. That's what we dwell on. This week, we're dwelling on something totally different. I'm excited as I'm going to be having a conversation with a SaaS founder, which is software as a service founder and a business consultant specializing in operations and processes optimization. Of course, before she comes in and share her good stuff with us, which I'm sure she's excited to do, I must thank the Jamaica Stock Exchange, who has been our longstanding partner on this podcast. So let's take a listen from them. We needed to raise capital, but our experience with local financial institutions was that they were cautious and slow to act and interest rates were far too high. We had real concerns about financing our business through outside equity investors and the possibility of interference. Could we get a fair valuation for our business? We had our own ideas about the business and its value. Should I go the traditional route of bank financing or should I try the Jamaica Stock Exchange? So we made a call and experienced transformation of our business through conversations. I'm John Mafood, CEO of Jamaican Teas, and we're listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Give us a call today at 876-967-3271 to begin your transformation through conversation. We want to see your company listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. My guest on episode 304 of The Entrepreneurial You is Irina Podunai. Irina is a SaaS founder, and as I explained earlier, software as a service founder, and a business consultant specializing in operations and processes optimization. Irina has over eight years of experience in e-commerce, which is different challenges and obstacles from running a fulfillment center in China, where she lived for over two years, launching her software TrackMage, or TrackMe. She's going to pronounce it properly for me. So TrackMage allows e-commerce stores 5 to 10% extra sales by simplifying the customer experience. And with this software, the customers can track their products on the platform and the system does the upsell and then automatic follow-ups for reviews. And that sounds like a perfect system that all businesses could take advantage of. Welcome, welcome, Irina. Thank you for a warm welcome. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm really excited to talk about uh, all the interesting stuff we have to talk 
uh, and just to clarify, like it's track mage. Uh, yeah, just, mage. Uh, uh, yes. yes. Uh, originally it was track magic, uh, but mm -hmm. then we realized that the dot com was not available, so we had to change it, and that's mm -hmm. how it became track mage, yeah. which. Uh, Probably wasn't such a great idea because a lot of people have uh, trouble pronouncing mage or um, mage, depending on yeah, know, the yeah, English yeah. that you use. So it's mage, ma like major, track mage. Okay. Yeah. So now that we got that out of the way, I oftentimes baptize my guests, my foreign guests, with the question, "What do you know about Jamaican culture?" Well, I guess I don't know much. Uh, just really wrong that, uh... answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, that, that's the wrong answer, I believe. Uh, just like, yeah, never Googled. <laughs> you don't have no Jamaican friends. I mean, I, so, I feel so disappointed. Like, oh my gosh, the conversation just... Uh. <laughs> okay, where in the world are you Are you joining me from today, Arino? Uh, I'm joining from Bulgaria. All right, so let's move on from all of this and get ourselves out of this geographical pawpaw. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I guess uh, the next uh, station would be uh, China, just because uh, that's uh, the fascinating turn of events. Like, how did I end up in China? <laughs> and then, yeah, like, right. Because yeah. you ran a fulfillment center in China, right? And I've been to China, so yay. Yeah. Loved it. Right. Loved the food. As usual, like, I'm a foodie, so I'm going to love food anywhere. So, but um, right. So tell me about from Bulgaria to China, how you ended up with a fulfillment company. Fulfillment yeah. Center in China. Well, actually, it was just an interesting idea that we explored as this. If we wanted to start a business, we should start a business with some kind of like competitive advantage. And mm -hmm. we thought that uh, if we go to China, we will probably find the cheapest, like the cheapest suppliers, the best products, cheaper iPhones. That was the, like, I guess it was the dream. And mm -hmm. then, well, none of that happened just because uh, when we came to China, we just uh, ran into the cultural wall because like we didn't speak Chinese, we didn't know what to do uh, and we didn't have customers at that point. So we found a lot of suppliers but we needed customers to make sales and that's how it all started. Like During those two and a half years we did figure out how to get customers online and uh, how to help retailers actually buy products from China and then sell it to their customers. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And, and so setting up, I mean, you make it sound so easy, you know what I mean? But setting up all of that logistically, you don't speak Mandarin, you don't speak Chinese, and you're in Bulgaria and you're now deciding, okay, I'm doing this. How did that come about? I mean, just walk us through the logistical challenges, language barriers, cultural barriers that you had to overcome and navigate. You know, it just started really really straightforwardly we just booked the tickets we booked the hotel room we came to china we looked out of the window we saw a lot of skyscrapers and that's when we realized we are no longer in bulgaria yes. then we went like the first day is unforgettable because we went out because we were starving we wanted to eat something uh, we went to the nearby cafe and everything was with characters like, yeah, and we just pointed at the dish that we thought was noodles, but in, it turned out uh, it was a potato salad, but from like from raw potatoes, which wasn't very <laughs> tasty and like it wasn't very nutritious even. And yeah, and from there on, we just started figuring stuff out, like from the hotel room, we rented the apartment, uh, we moved to the apartment. During the second week uh, in China, we bought a scooter just to mix up with locals and just to go around. 
I don't know if they are created from scraps even, or they are self-made <laughs> electric bikes or electric scooters, but it d- does look like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, like, the majority of time we were just literally trying to communicate with the locals. The most important part was uh, when we figured out that everything was happening online. So we started ordering the goods uh, from uh, local platforms like Taobao or uh, Alibaba. Uh, actually, Alibaba uh, in Chinese is uh, Iliu Baba, uh, which is uh, 16688. Sorry, uh-huh. 1688. Uh, so Alibaba, it doesn't have anything in common with the uh, actual... With Alibaba uh, and the 40 Thieves? Yes, yes, <laughs> exactly, with the actual fairy tale. It's just yes. like Iliubaba, which yes. means like 1688. Yes. Well, of believe me, you just made a big clarification there because many of us would have grown up, and I'm gosh, I'm aging myself for those, you know, um, who grew up in the Caribbean and know about that story alibaba and the 40 thieves so when alibaba.com came i mean of course i didn't even bother to research the name or anything all that kept reverberating in my mind is that story from the fable you know the fable there alibaba and the 40 thieves so it has nothing to do with that so yeah yes it has nothing to do with that but it gives them some kind of bad reputation by default because Mm -hmm. you can't It's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we were the, that kind of mitigator, the intermediary that helped actually buy the goods and make sure that those goods were, were the right quality, uh, right sizes, and they actually okay. were in the right quantity. So we, we just made, made sure that everything matched. Right. Order. Because part of the challenge with persons buying overseas from Alibaba, China, the si- first of all, the sizes are so different. I've had situations where I had a factory in China made some stuff for me. And boy, when they came back, they were so small, right? So um, the challenge is trying to navigate what is ordered versus what is shipped. And so that's where you would have come in to make sure that the specification match because you understand the language, you understand the size chart or whatever it is. So that's... And and I'm physically Mm -hmm. there. And you're physically there. Okay. I was, yeah, I was. Yeah, I mean, you were. But you no longer do that company, which is sad because then I was thinking, oh, I could have used your service. Well, I guess uh, that service is kind of uh, on the very surface of doing commerce. Uh, so mm-hmm. you are literally near the source of uh, all products in the world, and then you just offer to order those products. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, that's how we started. But then mm-hmm. again, when you are selling everything to everyone, you are literally missing out on a lot of opportunities. You literally have to compete with AliExpress or Amazon, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is... Which is a really challenging battle, if just to think about it, because we don't, we didn't have any funding, we didn't have any backup. Uh, it just was us versus the world. We survived, <laughs> which is good. Yeah. Which is a great outcome of that. And mm-hmm. the other part was that we actually learned uh, how the business uh, should operate. Because previously, mm-hmm. when I was working in a, in a business as an employee, I thought that I knew everything. When I started my own. I realized like I didn't know anything, mm-hmm. uh, at least nothing about sales, marketing, or all the other necessary setups. But uh, even just accepting the money was challenging because when you're in China and uh, you just have your, I don't know, like debit card. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as a physical person, what can you what can you do? So we had to open the company. We had to deal with all the paperwork, all the intricacies of, of setting up a company. 
when we had to rent a warehouse, when we like mm -hmm. all that stuff. Okay. Uh, and then you moved on to creating your own, own software, TrackMash. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, and, and that's under the category of software as a service. So first of all, tell us about the concept uh, of software as a service. What was that really? Uh, well, I, again, just to reiterate, uh, when we were fulfilling those orders, when we were communicating with the customers, we realized that not everything can be done by hand. Uh, mm -hmm. So we had to implement a lot of automation for ourselves. Uh, and once we left China, when like we were no longer physically there, uh, we were left with a system. Uh, and that's the system that was the cornerstone or the beginning of TrekMage. Uh, because uh, we realized that some of those challenges or most of those challenges that we had to deal with personally, other e-commerce entrepreneurs, they also have those challenges. But that's why we started probably from the wrong side because we had a lot of challenges with fulfillment ourselves. But in our uh, heads, uh, that was an already checked checkbox. We already implemented everything we needed. But then there was another part uh, in the business that the customers, they were impatient and they were reaching out to us uh, at the most inconvenient times, like at night, because during Chinese... The time uh, difference, yeah. Yes, uh, mm -hmm. because of the time difference. And sometimes that even resulted in some refunds or chargeback requests, just because the customer was very impatient and they were trying to get the answer like right away. So that's how we realized that there was this gap of communication that needs to be mitigated. So, mm -hmm. and that's exactly what TrekMage does. Uh, it mitigates uh, the long shipping times. For example, if you are shipping from China or if your supplier is, is not going to provide the goods for who knows how long, might be a solution. Uh, because once you start uh, communicating with the customer and proactively updating them about the whereabouts of the, their parcel, you're creating the goodwill. Uh, and you are actually preventing a lot of issues with the anxious customer who's waiting and who doesn't know what to do is going to create if they don't receive any information. So just to give you an example, so TrekMage uh, is uh, not even that. So remember how you order the goods on Amazon. So once you click the buy button, uh, then they notify you and there is a page where your product is coming on this date. Uh, and then they show you how the package is traveling. And then they ask you to, uh, to leave a review in the end. So all this experience is called the post-purchase. It's after the purchase. So what TrackMage is and what it does is we take this uh, experience and make it available on other platforms that are not Amazon-based. So Shopify, WooCommerce, ClickFunnels, uh, whatever you're using. But I still want you to come back to, I mean, I understand all of that, but I still want you to come back to just the concept itself as software as a service for those who hear the term and want to, when you say software as a service, when you say SaaS, what do you mean? So uh, yeah, I want you to address that. Well, software as a service is literally what it is. It's software that is provided on a subscription basis uh, where you pay for using it. And once you stop paying, that is no longer there. Uh, right. So it's not a downloadable plugin. It's not a desktop uh, software, but what, once you download it, uh, it's there and it's working. Again, uh, most of the desktop apps right now, we're also introducing the subscription. So for example, with Photoshop or with Excel, the whole Microsoft Word, you can download the app, but you cannot use it without the subscription. Right. That's how everyone is trying to transition into subscription-based models. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. And and so there's no there's no freemium um, model worth use. So there's no free portion. There's it's completely subscription-based. 
In TrackMage, uh, we do have a for, forever free plan uh, with 100 mm -hmm. packages per month. Uh, so if you're just starting and you don't know, like, are you going to make money or not with your, your store, uh, you can sign up for TrackMage and then eliminate a lot of operational expenses or operational deficiencies. So you can track all the packages, you can proactively pull up with the customers, you can get extra sales from those existing customers. Uh, so, and up to 100 packages per month, it's 100% free. Excellent. And we want to talk more about that. But before we do all of that, uh, let me just share with my, uh, my, my audience, my green audience, that the Entrepreneurial You Facebook group is about to start doing stuff again, getting active. So if you're an entrepreneur, entrepreneurial you minded, if you know somebody who is in entrepreneurship and you want to even encourage somebody to be in entrepreneurship, then sign up and have them sign up to the group as well. Just search for it on Facebook, The Entrepreneurial You. Send me a request and I will ac accept you and we take it from there. You know, we're going to be doing some awesome stuff in that group again, you know, perhaps hosting some masterminds and giving, doing some giveaways and some free things that you won't get outside of the group, all right? So I look forward to seeing you joining the Entrepreneurial You Facebook group. We are close to 300 members strong already, and we are going to start making it work for us. All right, so let's continue, Irino. It's been good talking with you thus far, all the way straight out of Bulgaria. I know the time for you is, what time is it now, by the way? We are having this conversation. Oh. It's almost 1.30 in Jamaica, 1.30 p.m. What time is it in Bulgaria now? Uh, in Bulgaria, it's uh, 8.30. Uh, so uh, it's very early. Yeah, it's night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's night there. So, yes. And I love the internet because we can talk cross borders, you know, and, and make it work uh, uh, over time zones and, and so on and so forth. So, awesome. So, so let's continue. Because what truck uh, truck Marge is really is about or really is about systemizing your business, right? Yes. It's about it's about systemizing your business, and in order for us to accomplish, I, yeah, I would say it's not just about systematizing your business; it's mm -hmm. about freedom. Freedom, so just ah. like get, get, getting free from all mm -hmm. the routine stuff that is piling up, that is just like draining, draining your energy. Yes. Yes. yes, yes, yes. If yes. you're working alone, uh, and that's what was happening in China, we were just like two people uh, mm -hmm. against uh, hundreds of packages. Mm -hmm. And so you have to automate. Otherwise, yes. you have to hire a lot of people. Uh, mm -hmm. But hiring a lot of people comes with the wages, uh, so it's not that sustainable. So with automation, you're actually saving a lot of, on paychecks, I believe, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and managing of all those people because people make mistakes. Automation doesn't make mistakes that often. Something was, as they say, garbage in, garbage out. So the garbage would have yeah. had to come in from the get-go, from the initial stage. So let's maybe talk a little bit about automation, some of the benefits of automation. Oh, there are tons of benefits uh, when it mm -hmm. comes to automation. Uh, so let's say uh, you're running a small fulfill, like uh, small uh, sh shop uh, and where you need to fulfill the products from uh, AliExpress or some other platform. Mm -hmm. And then you hire a virtual assistant. So the virtual assistant is just uh, going to buy the goods from those suppliers, then update the orders on the shopping cart software or on TrackMage, which is also possible. And then... Uh, they're going to uh, copy paste all the uh, tracking numbers. 
So let's say that uh, that assistant makes a mistake. Uh, your customers are going to receive a notification about the package that is traveling not to their country, for example, but to a very different one. Or let's say they are using they they are updating the tracking number, but there are no updates, no shipping updates at all. That also makes the customer anxious, and that's why in TrackMage we have a lot of fail-safe services. So, for example, uh, you don't send the customer the information about the package right away. Uh, the system is tracking when the package actually starts traveling, uh, when you see some tracking information, then they notify the customer. Uh, I mean, the, the system notifies the customer. Mm -hmm. uh, this prevents a lot of issues with miscommunication because, for example, when you buy from AliExpress, uh, sometimes the suppliers, they just don't ship the goods right away. Or they uh, just provide you with some kind of tracking number that is never going to travel. Like it's a fake tracking number or just a mixed up <laughs> one. And this way you can uh, always monitor that and uh, follow up with the suppliers. But let's say you are not dealing with any of that and you have your own product that you are selling from your garage or from anywhere, any other facility. So in that case, you will have to update all those customers and notify them about each uh, package manually. You will have to ship every like pack uh, every product, ship it to your logistics partner or some kind of carrier like FedEx, DHL, UPS. And then what? Then you're going to provide a tracking page from that carrier like UPS or FedEx. The customers, they're going to be able to track the package, of course, what is also going to happen is that uh, once the customer gets their tracking page, they are no longer going to remember that they ordered uh, the product from you. They are going to just say like, okay, yeah, there is some package that's coming from UPS. And that's the hidden opportunity where you can actually uh, solidify your relationship with the customer. So instead of providing a tracking page from, uh, from UPS, you can provide a tracking page from your store uh, with your brand, with your products, and we have additional uh, offers that you want to make. So when the customer is checking the status of their package, they also see additional products they can buy, they see your social media, and they, come, then can, they can communicate to your customer support instead of just going to UPS page and forgetting totally what product they are expecting and from which store. So mm -hmm. that's the opportunity, and that's the kind of automation that doesn't really take that much. You set it and forget it. Uh, it's all, already there, and you are getting the sales on autopilot. Uh, what we've seen is that uh, the customers convert in like from like five to ten percent. It just fluctuates. From five to ten percent of customers, they actually purchase uh, the second product before receiving the first one. That's the opportunity. Mm -hmm. Okay, so so TrackMade really is geared towards e-commerce stores in particular, right? So that you yes. You, you save, how do you measure or how can you measure the, the time that you would save from not using, by not using uh, TrackMage versus when you implement it into your, into your business? Hmm. Well, that's a great question because a lot of operations in uh, e-commerce, they take time. Uh, for example, updating the tracking numbers and a lot of packages, uh, if you just do it one by one, it takes like, each operation probably takes like one minute or two minutes where you just open, copy, paste, click save, go to the next one. Uh, so that's the inconvenience of most of the e-commerce platforms. In TrackMage, you just take a CSV file with all those tracking numbers against the orders, import that, ta-da-da-da-da-da-da, uh, everything gets created in literally seconds. 
And then all those customers, they also receive emails, email notifications that their product was shipped and they should be expecting it by this date. All the tracking also gets updated automatically, so you don't have to do anything. Uh, and uh, that's literally how it works. Mm -hmm. So instead of uh, just going, let's say, from 100 orders, like maybe 200 minutes, which is like around two hours of two and a half hours, you would be importing the CSV file, which is, I don't know, maybe one minute. <laughs> and after that, uh, you get uh, all the all the post-purchase experience going and uh, you also track all the packages and you see if uh, something is not like something is not right and you can reach out to the carrier or you can reach out to your supplier uh, to fix it before the customer notices it mm -hmm. so in terms of integration with with existing um, e-commerce platforms yes. uh, talk to us about that sure how does uh, so, yeah, shopmage uh, integrate with these shopify uh, the for example Yes, exactly. Uh, so the two most robust integrations that we have currently are Shopify and WooCommerce. Uh, and we also have Zapier. Uh, so if you are using some kind of system that doesn't integrate directly with anything, uh, but they do have integration with Zapier or they have an API, it's possible to connect it to TrackMage. And what we've seen is that uh, also with Zapier, you have infinite uh, possibilities for automation where you can uh, connect TrackMage, for example, to an Excel spreadsheet, and then all the statuses of the packages, they are going to be updated in an, in an Excel spreadsheet. Actually, not an Excel spreadsheet, but Google spreadsheet. <laughs> That's what I meant. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, okay. so in the, like, there are a lot of uh, opportunities where you can maybe, I don't know, what, what other interesting automations come to mind. Uh, so just sending some emails that are related to not the package itself, but something similar. Uh, in TrackMage also, uh, since this is an international uh, product and we were targeting international audience, all the uh, pages, they are localized in multiple languages. Uh, so if your customer is from, I, I don't know, we don't support Jamaican <laughs> right now, but we do support, uh, for example, French uh, and uh, German. Uh, so if the customer is from Germany, you can configure the page to be in German and uh, all the communication also be in, uh, in German. And this way you can cater to a specific audience. Uh, so with that said, like there are a lot of possibilities for automation. You just need to understand what problems they, there are in the business. And then you can uh, implement the specific automation to tackle them. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm so glad this is a, is a podcast that targets, um, that, you know, has listeners in over 140 countries because... Um, if we're, you know, I, I know my Jamaicans are a bit um, mad right now, but it's okay. They'll forgive you. <laughs> All right. So essentially, what Truck Merge does is real-time tracking of your global shipments, right? Real-time yes. tracking, so you know exactly what's going on. You're seeing it right before your eyes. Irina, as we are about to wrap kindly share with us your final thoughts as it relates to automation and why you needed to, to have this solution, why you needed, what, what was the, the inspiration behind this solution and how my persons get in touch with you. So those are my two last questions for you all okay. together in one. <laughs> Great. So uh, I could just uh, maybe uh, tell you the story of uh, Metal Family. Uh, mm -hmm. So this is one of our one of our best customers. Uh, so they have a YouTube channel with uh, 3 million subscribers and uh, they started selling merchandise to those subscri subscribers. What they were not prepared for was the 
sheer amount of orders that they had to process after that. Uh, because uh, we thought that uh, the batch of 10,000 comic books uh, will sell probably in like one month or two months. But it was sold in, in like under one week. Uh, and then they had to process like 400 orders per day and uh, ship it uh, all like uh, all over the world. And then they had to update all those tracking numbers. Uh, the post offices uh, and the post services, they were not helping. They were extremely slow. They just literally like when the package was already delivered to the local post office, they only provided the tracking number. So that was uh, one of those challenges where we had to step in and automate uh, the workflow. So the first problem they had to deal with was the customers, since they were pretty immature, uh, you know, like with YouTube audience, uh, they were making typos in their email addresses. And that's why they were not receiving any notifications even about the first order being placed. So we implemented the script that you can put on your uh, checkout or any other input where you collect emails. And uh, that script validates if that email actually exists. If it exists, it allows it to submit. Uh, but if there is a typo, uh, it gently nudges the user to uh, fix the Gmail uh, and uh, <laughs> make sure that it's gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the first thing that we helped them with. Next thing was definitely the automation that notified customers about the packages. Uh, at that time, when we stepped in, uh, they had around a thousand packages uh, pending uh, delivery, uh, which means that they were literally uh, staying in the post offices like, uh, and people were not coming to collect them. So we had to send those automations. So we had to uh, notify those customers about uh, the comic books that were at the post offices. So that uh, reduced those thousand shipments uh, that were not collected to only 45. Uh, that's the rolling average. Uh, so people still come and collect. And after that, uh, the most important part was that previously, uh, Metal Family wasn't asking for reviews at all. Uh, with TrackMage, the last step is when the package gets delivered, TrackMage automatically asks the customer for review. And they received the overwhelming response of uh, 2,150 reviews from 10,000 orders. And overwhelming response was like that most of those reviews were five stars. And now they had social proof that they can use in their marketing and they can use uh, to just literally prove that the product is good and uh, popular. Awesome. And how many persons get in touch with um, with you, with a company? Yeah, well, uh, you can just find TrackMage uh, on any platform of your choosing. So we're widely present on social media. So at TrackMage, uh, like on Facebook, on Twitter, mm -hmm. on TikTok, uh, it just results in finding us. And TrackMage.com. Uh, that's where you can also come and uh, visit the website. Awesome sauce, awesome sauce. Alrighty, alrighty. So let's thank Irina. Irina has been so insightful, straight out of Bulgaria, Irina Podumnai, and she has been sharing with us her experience running a fulfillment center in China. She lived there for two years, and she subsequently, based on her experience running that fulfillment company, uh, created a software as a service. And she is um, she's been running track track mage um, from that since that. So out of necessity is the mother of invention, they say. And out of that necessity, she was able to create this software. So kudos to you, Irina, and I wish you all the success as you continue 
to add your input to the realm of entrepreneurship. Thank you very much, uh, Henneke. Appreciate it. Awesome sauce. And my peak performers, what has it been for you? What uh, what has been that takeaway for you? I really love the, the idea of, you know, focusing on systemizing your business, focusing on ensuring that you have this, the things in place that will prevent you from, from going through burnout and just feeling stressed out over the little things, you know? put the systems in place that are necessary. In this case, if you are an e-commerce business operator, then by all means, consider using a track mage as part of your system to make sure your life gets easier. And I think, Irina, you had said previously before we came on that you have a free ebook that you want to give away. So perhaps you want to share that before I go in and, and just wrap. Sure. Uh, there is a free ebook called How to Get Extra Sales from Existing Customers Without Spending More Money on Ads and Hiring More Staff. That's uh, available at uh, trackmage.com slash e-commerce dash flywheel. That's, that's how you can find it. Uh, and uh, I, I might have, uh, like, yeah, I might rely on you uh, sharing the link in the notes uh, just yes. because uh, I believe... Uh, like, yeah, yeah, man. It's it's also the share, but I just wanted you to kind of give some insight as well. So it's out to make five to ten percent extra sales on autopilot without increasing your ad spend or hiring more staff. So the the link is trackmage.com slash flywheel dash extra dash sales. But I know this is a mouthful, so it will be in the show notes. Thanks again, Irina. Yeah, thank you. And thank you again, my peak performers, for tuning in. Let me hear your takeaway. I want to hear from you what has been the standout from this conversation. Um, you know, what what is it that you remember from today's episode? Let me let's, let me know that. Send me a feedback at hennikawatkisporter.com, hennikawatkisporter uh, at gmail.com, rather, or on social media at hennikawatkisporter. And, you, of course, you remember that you can follow the podcast on your favorite podcast app. I've been encouraging you to, to, if you are an iPhone user, then by all means, use the Apple Podcast app preloaded on your phone. If you are an Android user, then by all means, what you need to do is go into the, the Play Store and look for podcast apps, and you'll see a myriad of them coming up, and you just select the one that resonates with you. Then you go and look for The Entrepreneurial You and hit subscribe. Yeah, that would be good. All right. According to the scriptures today, let them sacrifice thank offerings and tell of his works with songs of joy psalm 107 verse 22 what good thank you guys for tuning in i appreciate it so much so so much so uh irena padunaya has been my guest uh today and again take care until next time bye bye <laughs>